First reading is from 1 John chapter 2. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, babes, because you have known the Father. I write unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Overcome the wicked one, that's a devil. How do you overcome him? Right there. The word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Consume the word of God, you'll overcome the devil. Love not the world, nor the things which are in the world. If any man love the world, the charity of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is concupiscence of the flesh, and the concupiscence of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the concupiscence thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. And the gospel meditation for today is Luke 2. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was far advanced in years, and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow until fourscore and four years, eighty-four years, who departed not from the temple, by fastings and prayers, serving night and day. So we got a girl prophet here who fasts night and day, constant prayers, night and day. Prophet is one who speaks the word of God. She's fasting and praying night and day. She's living a penitential life. True prophets have these things in common. They live in penitential solitude, and then the Lord speaks through them. And we're all called through our baptism to be prophets. Thus we have to live with our lives in fasting and prayers, penitential lives. If we don't, the Holy Spirit's not going to speak through us much. Continue on now. It says, She at the same hour came in and confessed to the Lord and spoke of the baby Jesus to all that looked for the redemption of Israel. She spoke about Jesus to all that looked for the redemption of Israel. In other words, don't waste your time evangelizing people that aren't interested. Evangelize those that are looking for redemption. You only have so much time and resources. Don't waste them on someone that's not interested. Don't spend all your time and resources trying to get Ralph the reprobate when there's dozens of other people you can pull on in. After they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they, Joseph and Mary, returned into Galilee to their city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong, full of wisdom, and the grace of God was in him. The child grew and waxed strong. Can you see St. Joseph 
putting the boy Jesus up against the wall and taking a pencil and uh, scratching his height on the kitchen wall there. Mary and Joseph got to watch Jesus grow like a weed on the kitchen wall. Baltimore Catechism has 10 questions on the Eucharist. It says, how are we united to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist? Answer, by means of Holy Communion. And it says, what is Holy Communion? Answer, Holy Communion is receiving the body and the blood of Jesus. What is necessary to make a good communion? To make a good communion, it is necessary to be in the state of sanctifying grace, to have a right intention, and to obey the laws of fasting. Have a right intention. That means as you're walking up, you're realizing that you're about to eat Jesus. Okay, You're actually recollected that you're receiving his body and blood. You're not just sticking out your tongue mindlessly like a robot. You're doing it with, with you're doing it with devotion. Does he who receives communion in the state of mortal sin receive the body and blood of Christ? Yes, he receives the body and blood of Christ, but does not receive his grace, and he commits a great sacrilege. Don't go to communion if you're not ready. Just stay in the pew. It's okay to not go to Holy Communion. Nothing wrong with not going to Holy Communion. Sometimes it's a good thing to not go to Holy Communion. Okay, If you're not disposed, don't go. No big deal. But it's going to be a huge big deal if you go and you're not disposed. Is it enough to be free from mortal sin to receive plentifully the graces of Holy Communion? It says to receive plentifully, plentifully, the graces of Holy Communion. It is not enough to be just free from mortal sin, but we should be free from affection to all venial sin. We should make acts of faith, hope, and love. So we're talking about receiving plentifully the graces of Holy Communion. If you have, have venial sin, you'll still receive graces, maybe not as plentifully. And that last line there says, make acts of faith, hope, and love. It's good to do that on the way up to communion. Pray the act of faith. Pray the act of hope. Pray the act of love. It's a very good pre-communion prayers. What is the fast necessary for Holy Communion? It is to abstain from all food and beverages for one hour before Holy Communion. Water may be taken at any time. The sick may take food, non-alcoholic drinks, or any medicine up to communion time. Is anyone ever allowed to receive Holy Communion when not fasting? Answer. One in danger of death is allowed to receive Holy Communion when not fasting, or when it is necessary to save the Blessed Sacrament from insult or injuries. Catechism says we are bound to receive Holy Communion under pain of mortal sin during the Easter season and when in danger of death. So the Easter season is from the beginning of Lent until like a, a week after Pentecost. Is it well to receive Holy Communion often? Yes. Nothing is a greater aid to a holy life than often to receive the author of all grace and the source of all good. And the final question, very important one, what should we do after Holy Communion? After Holy Communion, we should spend some time adoring our Lord, 
thanking him for the grace we have received and asking him for the blessings we need. In the back of the Mass Missal, there's a prayer after Holy Communion written by St. Thomas Aquinas. Most excellent way to pray after Holy Communion.